Hi, I'm Deirdre Van Nest, and you're listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast, the place to be if you're a mission-driven financial professional or entrepreneur wanting actionable strategies to make an impact with your words and ideas. I think you'd agree that it takes courage to face a loss. Now imagine a loss that will rob you of the ability to speak and will ultimately take your life. I want to introduce you to my guest today, Tim Scott, who is facing that future, his future with courage and grace. Tim has spent his career in the financial service and real estate industries, but most importantly, he is the father of three amazing girls. He and his wife are high school sweethearts. I love that because my parents were also high school sweethearts and he loves to collect toy tractors. I am so honored he agreed to share his journey with us and what he intends to do with his time ahead. So welcome, Tim. Thanks, Deidre. Yeah. Now, Tim, you and I met at an event last year, and you had the lovely job of basically carting me around. Um, right. 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 I was a speaker at the event, and somehow you got probably voluntold. Uh, but you're so nice, knowing you, you probably raised your hand and said, I'll do it to pick me up at the airport. And I got in pretty late that night and you picked me mm -hmm. up with one of your, your great daughters. So that was just, that was awesome to be able to meet her. And then you brought me to my hotel. You picked me up the next day. You took me to the event. You even took me to see Sioux Falls, um, and gave me a tour, which I so appreciated. And while you were driving me to the airport, you said, Deirdre, you know, when I speak, I'm having trouble getting the words out. You're a speaking coach. Like, wh what do you think's going on? And after, you know, some back and forth, I think you and I both agreed that it was probably nerves, but uh, yes. it, it wasn't nerves, was it? No, it was not. No, no. Can you, can you share with us what, what, what is it? What did, what did you find out? Well, let me first back up to June of 2020. I met you know, October of 2020. Um, so I noticed I have was having trouble getting, getting words out. Um, that's just not me. Um, so I asked my dentist buddy, um, does this have anything to do with my mouth, my tongue, my teeth? And he said, no, you need to get that checked. Um, so then I went through seeing my regular doctor um, and he prescribed speech therapy and a brain MRI. The brain MRI, brain MRI came back clear. Um, six months later, we thought it was just stress. Um, I left my job um, because of it. Uh, it turns out six months later, I was referred to neurology. Um, another brain MRI clear. They test me for everything under the sun, MS, Lyme disease. We we're pulling the, all the stops. Um, so my neurologist has been doing this, this since 1976, which she was there. I was born. Um, so when he stumped, I was concerned. Um, so they sent me to Mayo for ALS testing. Uh, my original appointment was 
August 17th. I called every day at 8 a.m. to see if they had any cancellations. Uh, June 21st, they um, they had a cancellation, so I was able to get in on June 21st. Uh, they sent for me for to Mayo for ALS testing. Uh, 7.30 that morning, um, I went, my wife and I went with the ALS doc. Um, they ran me through a series of tests and uh, they're like, I don't think you have ALS, but we're gonna continue to do the testing for ALS. Um, they said, we wanna get you in front of our speech pathologist, in front of one our speech pathologist. She happened to have an opening at 9.30 that Monday morning. Within 40 minutes, she had me diagnosed. Um, really. Uh, primary progressive apraxia of speech. Um, let's take that word by word. Primary means it affects the speech first. Progressive means it only gets worse. Apraxias, you know what to say. It just doesn't come out. Um, so PPAOS, um, and so we went, we got out of there about 1030. Um, we didn't, my wife and I did an early lunch. Um, and then we read up the disease and just went in their car and just cried. You know, huh, there's so, there's so much here and this is very tender. So I, I, um, I appreciate you being willing to go on this, this journey with me this morning. You know, speech, I believe, is one of those things that most people take for granted, right? I mean, it's something that we've been doing before we probably had conscious memory. We just started doing it and nobody had, no one had a like, it's not like riding a bike, right? Where someone like, you have a moment where someone taught you <laughs> and you could not learn to ride the bike. For most people, you just learn to speak and you think it's something you'll always have. And so as someone who loves words and loves speaking, like I, it, it's it, it, like, what is this like, Tim, to think about and to go through losing that ability to express yourself in a spoken way? Well, I've often said speech is my superpower. Um, optimism is going to mean my new superpower. Um, this it's a really rare disease. Um, in fact, it was way less than one million. Um, it was way less than one million. Um, it was discovered in, in 2010 at Mayo um, Clinic. Um, so what they found is they had 37 people in a study, um, but 12 of them um, were totally aware of what they were saying uh, the other 25 had aphasia. Um, so they realized that um, apraxia, primary progressive apraxia of a speech was a different subset um, of dementia. So um, I'm one of 28 people in the study. I'm the third youngest one. Uh, they've been studying this since 2010, and there's been less than 100 participants in the study. Uh, that's how rare it is. So what, what, what would you say to someone who, 
isn't, isn't facing what you're facing, like knowing what you know now and how speech is, is, uh, is, is sacred, right? Like how this is a gift of speech. What would you say to someone who maybe doesn't look at it that way? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. At least I have time. Car accident victims and heart attack victims don't have any time to say goodbye. Um, that's where I I consider it a blessing that I have this lead time um, to do voice banking, um, um, etc. Um, I get record uh, the night before Christmas. I bought those recordable books um, so that I can um give them to my daughters um and then my grandkids which um i won't likely meet i i i really so one of the things you're making me think of something that that i did early on and and maybe we can answer the question this way in terms of not taking this for granted um is you know my mom died in a car accident which you know and so we didn't have we didn't have that lead time and so one of the things that I did when my kids were young is I did what you're now doing is I recorded voice messages for them about how I was feeling about them and the things that were going on. And I have these, these, these tapes, <laughs> like, I hope these will last these little tiny micro cassette tapes um, that they can hear. So what I love about what you're saying, Tim, is whether or not you're facing something that, that you know, Tim is now facing or you ever go through like what happened in my family like start recording stuff for your, for your, your legacy, right? Start, start yes. recording your voice. I mean, I think about how cool it would be, Tim, if I could hear my mom's voice right now, like I'd give anything to hear her voice. Right. And, and so I love this idea of you recording for your kids. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here was like, I want to, I want this to be part of your legacy that you leave for your kids and your wife and your grandkids, but you don't have to be going through what you're going through to leave that. So, you know, if you're listening today, I want to encourage you start recording your voice, the people in your life who matter to you and who you matter to will be so blessed to have this one day because all of us are going to die, right? None of us is going to get out of this life alive. And so um, to, to have that, and I love, I love the night before Christmas. I know exactly what you're talking about with those books. I know you've been on other podcasts. What are some other things you're doing or what else are you thinking about doing to preserve your spoken memory? Well, um, voice banking, which I already discussed, um, that's where you download my voice into the cloud. And then uh, when I'm unable to speak, uh, they give me a tablet. Um, then I can talk in my own voice, which is amazing. So let me ask you this. So you, okay, so you're voice banking. So it's, it's like, um, you know, when you first get maybe your iPhone and your programming Siri, you have to say things. Is that what that's like? Like you're saying certain words and phrases the cloud or the computer software is capturing it. And then when you can't speak, you're going to have a tablet. How will that work? Like, do you write it? And then it says it out loud. Are you, are you tapping on things? Like, can you just talk to us about that technology? I demoed it. Um, it has push buttons. Um, 
it has words and they're the home screen is the most commonly used words. Um, and my understanding is that when you type on your iPhone, it has predictive um, capabilities. Um, so it knows where you're going to say. And then it will say something like it's audible to whomever. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. It's yes. That's in my amazing. own voice. In your own voice. Yes. So you could go out and, you know, meet someone for coffee and have a conversation. Like you and I could have this conversation. Right. And then you could be, I'll ask you a question like this. And then it would take you a moment to right answer it, but then it would come out in your own voice. Mm -hmm. But we need to try that. Yes. All right. All right. I, I, I don't want that day to come. I'll tell you that. But right. when it does, if you're open, uh, I'd be interested in. And having that kind of conversation with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I love this idea of voice making. I love this idea of preserving your voice for your, your legacy. Um, let's shift gears for a moment. If we could, um, you talked about your superpower and I listened to that podcast. So we'll, we'll, what's it, can you remind me the name of the podcast and we'll put it in the show notes. Lead more with John T. Mayer, John T. Mayer, lead more, lead more. Okay. So um, you talked about the superpower and talk about optimism as a new superpower. And I would love for you, if, if you would um, give any inspiration you could to someone who's listening right now and going through something really tough because you're, uh, you're, you're clearly in a place where this is tough, right? And you're sitting here smiling and uh, I can only imagine that that's not easy to do, but, but maybe it is. I don't know. Give, 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 us, some, give us some hope here if you would. I'm just a naturally positive person. And people have asked me if I've gotten angry. And I really haven't. Uh, that day will come. Uh, that day will come um, when I frustrated, um, particularly when I can't get my words out. So I spoke to leadership of South Dakota. And I was amazed. Uh, this lady stood up um, and she said, you're a true inspiration. I want to run and hide and feel sorry for myself. And uh, she was essentially saying she would become a hermit. So what keeps you from becoming that hermit? What what helps you to stay positive? I try to uh, schedule something that I look forward to every day. Um, so tonight, um, I watch my daughters play basketball, and then we have a work holiday party. Um, so I'm waiting and for I'm you to say in the podcast. To Right. I'm looking forward to the podcast too. Okay, good. <laughs> right. No, I, you know what? I love that. I love that. I, I have had, um, years ago I had, uh, I've had several dark periods in my life, but, um, you know, in my early, uh, twenties and then in the kind of later teen years, I, I definitely had years of experiencing and struggling with depression and that, that idea of looking for something every day that you can look forward to is so important. 
I mean, that's so, so if you're in a place right now and you're struggling, I, you know, I don't know what's going on in your life, but if you're struggling, um, I think Tim's advice is, is really sound of like, what are some, even if, even if nothing sounds that exciting, like what, what are some things that you do enjoy? It can be as simple as like a cup of tea, right? But, but something that makes you feel good is super, super important. Um, okay. What are, what are, what are some other things? Cause you know, I know we had a text exchange going back and forth and, and, um, but I, I also listened to you on, on, on the podcast that we referenced, you were talking about, I think, you know, really living more in the present moment. And that's something that everybody talks about and everybody wants. And, and, and I'm working on that myself, but like, what does that look like? I used to be a financial planner for 16, 17 years. Um, and I was, uh, always looking to the future. Um, that's been the biggest mental shift for me, um, just to appreciate every day. Um, because they only gave me 10 to 15 years to live. What is that like? I mean, we're, we are all faced with our mortality, right? Like you said, 10, you say 10 to 15 years and I know my heart sinks. I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, your heart sinks, but quite honestly, like I might only have one more hour. I mean, I, I hope that's not the case. Right. But we, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think about my mom, Tim. Right. And the words that she said literally 30 seconds before she died was turned to my dad and said, you know, I want to talk with you about what I want to do for the rest of my life. And she was gone 30 seconds later. So we don't know, but when you do know, I, I guess it just seems more close to home when someone's given you that number, right? You get that number from a doctor. What it, 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 it kind of forces you to look at life differently, even though we probably should be looking at it that way from the beginning anyway. Um, is there a certain way that you set your mind each day or do you have to continually go, okay, wait, let's stay, let's stay focused right here, right now. I'm going to look at this green plant, or I'm just going to enjoy the taste of the food. Like, is there anything in particular you do to stay focused in the present moment? Uh, no, I'm just wired that way. Um, I'm always been a positive person. Um, so it's tough. Um, so, um, I just look forward to every day. That's advice I, advice I can give. Yeah. It sounds like when this happened, you got this diagnosis. It just sounds like you just made a conscious shift to say, okay, this is my new reality. And I'm going to, I'm going to stop thinking so much about the long-term future. And I'm going to really focus on today. I've had a lot of feedback from people. Um, for example, one, um, one girl, woman, um, quit her job because of me. Um, I inspired her to quit, quit her job. She'd been there for 15 years. Um, and, uh, my diagnosis reprioritized her life. Um, uh, another guy, um, who I went to high school with said, this is going to make me a better dad and husband. Um, and uh, for those um, stories, that just 
it's I'm doing the right thing. It's just melts my heart. Yeah. When, when your pain and tragedy can be used to better someone else's life, it's, it's kind of the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, can, I can see how what, what you're going through and what you've been so willing to share with people is absolutely changing lives. So what do you see is, um, like what's been different? What, what, where were you say a year ago and where are you now? You said you left your job. What are some things that you're now doing that maybe you thought, I, Oh, I have to wait 15 to 20 years to do this, but now you actually get to do them now. Um, so we moved to the, um, farmhouse. Um, we're going to do a major addition and remodel, um, on the farmhouse. Um, so the kids go to the school in Chester, which is where my wife and I graduated from. Um, the community has just been the best. Um, they've embraced those, the Scott girls, embraced them. Um, I had one teacher say that they wouldn't even know that they're new students because they fit right in. Um, yeah, that's a huge sigh of relief. Um, so I'm smiling because when we, uh, when we met and, and, and you were, you were taking me around, we, we were both kind of talking about the future and you said, oh, one day we're going to move like out of town and we're going to move into the farmhouse. Like that was a dream and a goal that was down the pike. Right. And, and so mm -hmm. I, I, I'm thrilled for you right. that that's something that you get to do now. And it really makes me think about how many of us right. think things have to be in the future. And, and I think we think that way. And I can speak for my, myself because we, mm -hmm. we, we, we do think we have all this time. Right. But why don't we start looking at well, like, why does that have to wait? Why, why yeah. can't I make this happen now or sooner than five right. years from now? So if you're listening today, I really think this is another lesson that we can take from, from Tim is like, take a look at your life and, and, and match it up against the things you value and don't put off making things happen that could happen today, right? That would be better for you and your family. The doctors at Mayo said, don't wait to travel because um, we're taking the entire family to Turk St. Caicos. A buddy of mine has set up a GoFundMe page for travel. Um, so my wife and I are planning a trip to Europe um, in the coming year. So we're just checking off all the buck list items. I love that. Will you send us the link to the GoFundMe page um, so we can put it in the show notes? And I would love to participate in that personally. So send, send me the link. Yes. And yes. if you would send me the link to the podcast too, that, I, that we're referencing, okay. just so it's easy okay. to grab, that would be great. Um, okay. So I would love to, I would love to wrap this up by asking you in this idea of your legacy right? 
what, what do you want to say to your daughters and your future grandchildren? Like what piece of wisdom or love do you want to say to them? That's a tough question. I'm writing my family book um, right now, my story. Um, I just want them to know that their dad and grandpa was someone special. Um, um, my dream is, um, my legacy dream is to have people say their lives were better because Tim Scott was in it. Well, I can definitely attest that you are someone special and that my life is better because you are in it. So thank you so much for being my friend when I didn't even know you and you didn't even know me and you volunteered to take me around and just the generosity of spirit that you had and and, and showing me around and making me feel comfortable. And, and then thank you so much for being willing to share your heart and your journey with me and with my listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the crazy good talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.